about to start so pop those headphones in and let Sophia style radio to keep you company. Welcome to our style show, a show not about the latest fashion but about your personal style. But we will not be talking about size zero, but discover size you. This is a place to find your imaginative and creative side. Join us every Thursday evening at four. Welcome to the show. I'm Anya. I have an amazing show planned for you. I have two guests. We have two amazing topics and we have an array of songs in between. So thank you for joining us. And on today's show, we have Alessia will be talking about how to make our wardrobe greener. And I also have Mel Wakeman joining us and she will be talking and introducing us to her anti-diet community. So I can't wait. Thank you for being here. Top up those drinks and join us for the next hour or so. Let's start off with some lovely, lovely music.
under all female artist information. Pop over to our Facebook page, search Sophia Style Radio. Hello everyone, thank you for joining us today. I'm Alicia Lane and I will be talking about how to make your closet greener. No, it's not about the color, <laughs> but uh, it's about reducing carbon footprint because as you might have heard that fashion industry is the second most polluting industry in the world and this is unfortunately true and there are little changes little tweaks that you can make to our habits our uh, washing habits our buying habits and they can make a big difference i will start about mending mending your clothes uh, looking after it and upcycling even it can reduce uh, carbon footprint of the item by 20-30% and it will increase the lifespan of your garment by around 9-12 to 12 months. That's quite a lot I would think and uh, unfortunately only 1% of all discarded clothing can be recycled only one percent so this is because of the fabrics of the way the fabrics are made and this is uh, because of the way the garment is made in general the fabric is different from threads and um, cheap clothing is not really good for recycling anyway try to mend try to see what you can do with the garment in order to extend its lifespan for example in the few months recent months i think i have mended around 10 pairs of trousers for my three and five year old boys uh, knee area is the first area that goes <laughs> straight away when the boys are running around they fall over and for me it's really important to protect their knees and i meant their trousers so around 10 pairs of trousers it's quite a good financial saving as well for me and uh, they can wear these trousers for longer so it's great and I would like to mention here that at the moment we have enough clothing on the planet for the next six generations so just think about it six generations next generations would have the clothing that we have on the planet right now but unfortunately we discard it we wear it only once or twice and we take it to a charity shop or give it away and uh, only 30% of all donated and collected clothing is being sold in the charity shops. Only 30%. The rest is being incinerated or sent to landfills or sent to Africa or Eastern Europe to be sold on second-hand markets there. And unfortunately, the clothing is not of good quality recently because of fast fashion. It's, and uh, it's not always being sold even there abroad and it ends up in landfills there is uh, something that you can do instead of buying new clothes try to swap with your friends family maybe there are some uh, swap clothes events uh, local events community events so it's good to try it's nice community event and it's fun to do renting clothes becomes uh, more and more popular if you have a special event coming up you can go online search for some renting companies uh, there are renting websites and it's a really really good alternative it's better to rent better 
of course, than just buying something for one time and then put it in a wardrobe and that it will sit there. Try to buy pre-loved or vintage. I love vintage clothing, I love uh, pre-loved and uh, charity shops uh, have really really good finds from time to time so that's just the way out. I suggest you try and go for 100 days uh, without buying new clothes. Try maybe with 30 days first and then extend it to 100 or even 200 days. Check with your friends, family, maybe someone will join you and try to find way out from different difficult situation. Let's say you have an event coming up, then you can borrow a garment from someone. So look enough to your clothing. Uh, washing cycle. I would suggest to go for 40 degrees, though it's really recommended to use 30 degrees washing cycle. But if it's uh, your sports gear, if it's your tea towels or bed linen, I would suggest still to go for 40 degrees or if it's your garment that you need to clean, uh, hand wash is good to go, spot cleaning is good to go as well. It's just something to help you to avoid putting your uh, garments into washing machine. And also I wouldn't recommend washing your clothes after just one wear. Hand wash again might help or stay if there is a stain. Spot cleaning will help as well, but I don't put my clothes uh, into washing machine just after one wear. Washing cycle wears uh, my garments out. So just, you know, to extend lifespan, it's better to avoid that whenever possible, of course. Uh, create your own style and uh, mix and match. Mix and match is fun. When buying new clothes, try to focus on quality rather than quantity. Uh, make sure the fabric is well made. Uh, go for natural fabrics. Check the seams. They should be good and strong enough. There should be spare buttons included if the garment has button closure and check if there is a space for you to make alterations in case you will need them in the future. If there is some space for you to do it without any hassle and without uh, any difficulties. If there are a few garments in your closet that you no longer wear for some reason and you can try and post them online for sale, maybe your garments will find a loving home and this will be their second chance. It's good to shop with organic brands, sustainable brands, but sometimes they might be quite expensive. So in this case, I would go for charity shops or vintage markets. So this is just a good alternative. And of course, spread the world, share this idea with your friends and family and try to find ways out from any difficult situations together. <laughs> it will be fun. And I wish you all the best. Thank you for listening and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Have you discovered our magazine yet? Our main focus are women and girls. We are full of content and we are hoping to inspire and empower mums, nans, aunties and their girls. Find out more on all the W's, sophiaandi.co.uk forward slash Sophia Style Magazine.
day sparkle with positive and inspirational rhymes. It is hard to be positive in the here and the now. With fear all around, it's hard to know how. But the best way to be positive is a simple idea. Just focus on you and what is near. Enjoy your family, go for a walk, take a long bath, online you can talk. Dance in the rain, draw and bake, listen to the birds with some tea and cake. The most important relationship is the one with yourself. Take care of your body and your mental health. If you are happy, then others will be too. So stop focusing on others and focus on you. Each one of us is unique different in our own way. Each person is beautiful like the sunrise each day. Our differences unite us, not spread us apart. Our insides are the same, we all love from the heart. For more poetry, please visit www.tellythepoet.com. Let your day sparkle with positive and inspirational rhymes. Original female artists only on Sophia Style Radio. All the trees they shed their leaves. I never see some hazards where to be. Dancing under the scorching sun. Getting drenched under the pouring rain Well, I'm a long way down From the place that I call her, her, her But I know the sun where I belong Well, I'm a long way away From those old still days But I know, yes, I know where I belong Shed moments I won't ever forget. You taught me so to grow, and also reminded me of who I used to know. Well, I'm a long way down from the place that I call home, but I know, so I know where I belong. But I'm a long way away from the souls today. I 
have to welcome Mel Wakeman to the show. And Mel is from Wakeman Nutrition. She is a qualified nutritionist specializing in women's health and practicing non-diet or weight intrusive nutrition. And she says that your health is her mission. Welcome, Mel. Well, on my today show, I would absolutely love to welcome Mel. And Mel, you are helping women to find joy in food and happiness in their own skin. Now, that's a subject I can't wait to hear more about. So please tell me a little bit more in detail about what you do and just all about you, really. Oh, bless you. And thank you very much. Yes, um, I help women heal their relationships with food and themselves. I'm an anti-diet nutritionist. I'm a qualified nutritionist. And uh, nutrition has been something I've always done. You know, I studied it way back in <clears throat> the sort of early 90s and did a master's. And then I taught it. I was a senior lecturer in nutrition for over 22, three years. Um, and then took the leap to start my own business. And it was, it was really, I think, when I took that leap. And in part, that was to help me look after myself a bit better. I think being your boss is not perhaps you know, the least stressful thing you can do. But I was really struggling to look after my own health and my own family. I kind of reflected on my own relationship with food. And at times, particularly when I was younger, you know, it'd be my best friend. I, I love food, but also spent a lot of time hating it, being really scared of it. It was kind of an enemy in my life. And I made the decision to sort of use my own lived experience as well as all my professional experience to go, do you know what, I'm going to stand up against the diet industry. And no, no disrespect at all to anyone that's, you know, literally on a diet right now who have dieted in the past. I get it. I know the appeal. I've lived it. But for me, diets cause more harm than good. They, they mess around with our psychological and emotional health. They mess up our metabolism and our physical health. And so for me, it's about, yeah, finding happiness and better health, but not through diets. I love that. You know that from our previous conversations, the whole the anti-diet approach to it all. I, I, I love that because, um, like you said, I mean, diets can do so much more negative rather than positive. So what is the key? What, what is the key thing that you do to kind of to keep it, I guess, more positive in uh, women's minds? Yeah. Well, for me, it's, it's about doing all the stuff that dieting tells, well, it doesn't tell you to do. So typically with dieting, it's, it's follow the plan. Just do this, just do that. Hey, it's easy. You'll feel great and wonderful. And for me, what diets encourage you to do is to look outwards. They encourage you to actually ignore your body and compare yourself and kind of get validation from everybody else except yourself. And so for me, it's about turning inwards and it's about helping you understand not only why you choose what you eat, but how that makes you feel. So a lot goes around your whole mindset and your belief system and your attitudes towards and about food, as well as yourself. So for me, I teach um, and practice the skills of intuitive eating, which your listeners may have heard a little bit about, but this has been something that's been around since the mid nineties. And in some respects, people may have heard of it in terms of, oh yeah, that's you checking in with your body and kind of knowing when you're hungry and then stopping when you're full. Um, and it is, but that's just a, a small part of it. There are, there are 10 
principles of intuitive eating. And they all have to be sort of taken in context with the other. So it really brings about, yeah, changing your eating mindset, your behaviors and looking at body image. So it's about letting go of a diet mentality, which even if you're not on a diet you know, at the moment or you haven't done one recently, typically you can hold on to certain sort of feelings, thoughts, behaviors around food because you've just practiced them so much. You know, we're hearing messages all the time from, gosh, you know, the whole of our society, you know, you can't miss this, even if you're kind of hiding under a rock. And we're, we're hearing these messages that are saying, be wary of this food, don't eat that, oh, don't eat too much. Find the foods that curb your hunger. All oh, snacking's bad, emotional eating's bad. And so we internalize all those messages and they just become kind of automatic and those behaviors. So it's about rejecting all of that, um, becoming more self-aware. Um, some part of it is around mindful eating. It's checking in with um, how you speak to yourself, the language that you use. Um, I talk about joyful movement. So this isn't about you know, punishing yourself to, to at the gym to earn the sweat, to earn the cookie kind of thing. It's like, no, actually, you don't need to barter with food. Let's, let's look at finding movement which brings you joy because that's going to be something that you stick to. And actually, a lot of it is around our behaviours. Three quarters of it is around our sort of beliefs and behaviours. And then we get onto the nutrition side. So what I call gentle nutrition, you know, it's, yeah, the basic principles of, yeah, things in balance and, you know, need some carbs and fats and proteins and those sorts of things. But until you're open to changing maybe how you view and see yourself and see foods, you're not actually going to want to change how you eat. It's around, you know, um, this, this relationship with food. It's understanding why you're making the changes and, and obviously how you're going to do that. But a lot, a lot of reasons why, you know, why diets fail it's not the individual it's not the person it's not a lack of willpower it's not you know not being motivated it's that diets they just fail they fail the person they're part of the diet industry is there to make money because they know you're just going to keep going back and back and back again how can we better cope with our bodies changing as women we know our bodies change quite a few times throughout our lifetime <laughs> due yes. to different reasons you know being the obvious one you know if we had a child and and all of that so how can we set our mind to better cope with that for me a lot of my practice centers around self-compassion this is being kind to ourselves you know that phrase that saying you know would you know would you speak to your best friend your loved yeah. one the way that you speak to yourself and of course we I'm sure we wouldn't, you know, but yeah, so, so many of us are very, very critical when we beat ourselves up about these things in terms of, yeah, I've gone through childbirth, I'm now going through, through menopause, my body's doing weird things and I know about the human body and even I don't get it at times and there are times where you feel frustrated and it's like, gosh, would it just kind of stop? And I think so much of our identity is attached to what we look like. And I think if we can be kinder to ourselves, we know that there's lots of evidence around and, and reading around self-compassion. We know that for people that are more kind and understanding towards themselves, they have better health. They have a better life outlook. They're more positive. They have a lower instance of you know, low mood and depression. depression. And so actually it's, it's a way in which we can start to change 
the narrative around let's stop comparing ourselves to anybody else you know mm. and I talk about I said some aspects of body positivity which is for me is around your body is good it's amazing what your body has been able to do and where it's got you to today your body is good today regardless of what you feel you look like or what you weigh and so to have a little bit of sympathy sometimes can, and also understanding about what is happening with your body through these big life transitions to kind of find out so you can better yeah be more understanding that way too how would you or what would you advise to people that perhaps if they have noticed that now their bodies have changed yeah. what, what would you advise them to you know how to better deal with that now i know this is going to sound easier than than it really is but again this is where we need to think about what our body is actually doing so as we're, we've lived through the last, you know, five, six months, we've never lived this before. Our body is literally in survival mode. I know that so many people have found this a real emotional roller coaster. And when we're feeling anxious, one of the first things we do is change our eating habits. Now, for some people, when they get very stressed and anxious, they may find their appetite goes down. For many, many other people, they may find the opposite. And this is where actually the survival instinct of our body comes in. It just naturally kicks in and goes, oh, things are a little bit uncertain. And right back at the beginning, we couldn't get access to the food that we wanted, that we were free, could get. We, we weren't as free. We didn't have as many choices. So our bodies were like, oh, right, okay. Well, you better eat some more because this, this, you know, this is serious. So we find that our, we, we're, we're you know, turning up in the kitchen and staring in the cupboards 15 times a day. We're wanting sweeter foods, maybe higher, you know, things, higher calorie or higher fat foods, because again, our body is going, okay, they increase your chances of survival, but also you get a nice little feel good hormone release with mm -hmm. those foods. Let's have a little bit of a dopamine kick or let's have some serotonin and that will calm things down. So there are lots of things that your body's doing automatically, which can kind of help make you feel like you're a little bit out of control. And I think to have, again, a more compassionate view about what your body's doing right now, again, it's pretty amazing. And if I can just add the one thing, I, I read this somewhere else on Instagram, and it was, if we can live through a global pandemic and you put weight on, I think that pretty much says everything, you know, because yeah. are, I, I know this comparison thing, again, doesn't help, but there, there will be people that that can't afford food and don't get access to food. And I think there's a certain level of privilege that's okay to acknowledge to go, do you know what? It's not gonna be forever, but we get quite impatient, don't we? In terms of, oh no, this is the worst thing in the world. Further out outside of ourselves, how do you think the whole body positivity has changed perhaps, you know, when it comes to clothing industry, well, the food industry as well, has it changed quite a bit? What are your thoughts? It has, it's, it's changing and it's moving for the most part in the right direction you know i'm i am part of a you know a wider global anti-diet movement you know that's sort of put probably a little bit further ahead in terms of america and australia around this i think what we need to be careful of is that some of it is being manipulated to benefit the diet industry so i am seeing the language of intuitive eating and this whole sort of i suppose the idea of listening to your body and tuning in and honoring your body is now being attached to dieting and to weight loss. And that's not right. 
And I also, I think body positivity has been, it's, its origin is very different to where it is now. Body positivity started with helping people to become more inclusive, to help marginalized groups become accepted in our communities and our society. And I think body positivity is like, yeah, love your body, love your body. I love my body. And there's lots of spelt, very athletic, lean you know, women, for example, kind of spouting out body positivity. And for me, we don't have to shrink ourselves to be accepted or valued in this, in this world, but actually we're allowed to take up space and to be much of what we are being encouraged to do is to conform expected standards, not that they're attainable, and that's not what body positivity is about. It's not, you know, hey, you have to love your body because I don't think many women can necessarily do that. When we're going through these changes, you know, it's hard to love yeah. all of your body. But for me, if we can find a place of acceptance, hey, that's, I think we're winning at that rather than feeling sort of hate and loathing, you know, which many of the women do that I work with. Do you think, I don't know, I sometimes think a lot of women confuse acceptance with settling. You can accept that you've changed and your body is different to when you were in your 20s. I understand that. I know my body has changed. But what I won't do is if I'm, say, putting on weight, I don't want to settle up and kind of give up on myself, you know, and think, fine. Yeah. I, I would still, I won't be hard on myself. But I would still say, no, come on, we, we can still be fitter and healthier, you know, because I don't want to go down that spiral of just go, ah, give up on myself. So I think there is a difference between that acceptance and actually giving up and settling, isn't there? There is. And I think probably in terms of the nature of what we hear so much in society, we're conditioned to think, yeah, accepting is giving up that you know you weren't good enough you didn't try hard enough and it's not it's really not mm. that and I think you know when when we see these positive success stories of people losing weight we will often think well why can't I do that why am I not good enough what am I missing here and again we we take the blame and that and it falls it falls down on us and for me acceptance is so empowering if you take it from a place of I like myself, I accept who I am today, mm -hmm. right now, in this moment, no matter how rubbish I might feel in this moment. And that for me, with weight loss, for example, talking about some of the harms, the, the problem with it, you see, is that, okay, it happens in the short term. It's relatively not that difficult. But 95% of people will typically, in five years, regain all the weight that they lost and more. So when we see other people succeeding, we question ourselves. And for me, it's about thinking, okay, that's good for you, but that's not for me. Mm. I know that that may be a short-term win. That's not what I want to do. I'm into kind of nurturing my body and finding, you know, believing in yourself. You know, this is, when I work in this anti-diet field, it's so much more than food. It is, it is about how everybody views their whole life and it's about your relationships and your, things that you do in your career. It's, it's massive. And I think it, it is about you and you personally, isn't it? And every person will have a different approach uh, and different ways to do it. Mel, let's tell everyone where listeners can find a little bit more information about the work that you do um, and how they can get in touch if they wanted to as well. Thanks, Anne. So 
on much of social media, I'm as me, <laughs> myself, in terms of I am my brand and business. So you can find me on Instagram uh, and Facebook, just as Mel, as Mel, not just, I'm, I'm not just, just, not just, as Mel Wakeman. <laughs> <laughs> As Mel Wakeman, um, my, my business is Wakeman Nutrition. So my website is wakemannutrition.com. And then I also have my anti-diet sort of element of my business, which is all around the mindset stuff. But everything will be on my website. And on Facebook, I have a private, safe, what I call my anti-diet community. So it's where, we, it's where we talk about bodies and real bodies and yeah the challenges of living in a bigger body and yeah getting clothes and fashion but food and we're not afraid we're not, we don't want to be shaming each other we're not shamed shamed by food so that's kind of where where i sit so yeah so it's a safe place for people to come and you know exchange experiences i always say yeah. on our style show this is not about size zero it's about size you and i like that little Wonderful. saying so yeah uh, and I think this topic is perfect for that. So thank you for joining me today and sharing your knowledge with all of us. You're welcome. Thanks, Anne. On our style show, we encourage you to be more creative and more imaginative. And to give you a helping hand with that, we've introduced our positive and inspirational short poems. And we have one more to come after this musical break and it's from Samantha Hall called Really. Did you know that you can be our guest co-host? If you have a wonderful idea for an hour show, do get in touch and we can arrange that for you. You can have your own guests and interviews and we will help you put together a fantastic show around your topic. So do get in touch on our email, hello at sophiaandi.co.uk. Get home, so I love you crazy. Call me your baby. It's like. 
sparkle with positive and inspirational rhymes. Really, it's only when we tune out the chatter, in the silence we discover the things that matter, and realise we're not really as mad as a hatter. Those voices telling us all the things we are not, regurgitating pressures of the things not yet got, and how without them we'll never really be that hot. There's only one voice we need to tune into, the inner one that wants us to be, not just do, and then we'll understand what really is true. We are enough just the way we are, whether black, white, with a blemish or scar, and it's this knowledge that will really take us far. So within this uncertain given time and space, let's explore all we are in that inner place and really move forward with compassion and grace. Because life is to be experienced right here and now. No fear or questions. What me? But how? Really be adventurous. Time to step into our wow. Written and recited by Sam Hall of Hall of Mindfulness. Find me on Facebook or at www.hallofmindfulness.co.uk Let your day sparkle with positive and inspirational rhymes. time and I know I'll show and I hope you did too. We had such incredible topics. Um, Alessia and Mel, thank you so much for joining me and telling us more about looking after our clothing but also looking after our bodies as well. And Kelly and Sam, your short poems are unbelievably good and inspiring so I hope our readers enjoyed them but also got you thinking a little bit so I quite enjoyed this hour I hope you did too we have plenty more to come next week tune in to our podcast if you missed part of the show or tune in for some of the previous shows as well and I will be here again next Thursday with more exciting guests and more exciting topics so have a wonderful evening Welcome to our style show, a show not about the latest fashion, but about your personal style. But we will not be talking about size zero, but discover size you. This is a place to find your imaginative and creative side. Join us every Thursday evening at four. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 